Hi there, I'm Tonya. And my name is Regan, and this is The Student Sessions. In our fourth series, we look behind the filter, interviewing the newly published authors of our brand new book, The Truth Behind the Filter, who chat to us about how they've been able to overcome setbacks, celebrate their successes, and live life away from behind the filter. We are honoured today to be joined by one of our newly published authors, Ben Simmons, who is featured in our recently published book, The Truth Behind the Filter. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? Hi, thanks for having me. I am doing well, thank you. Hi, Ben. Thanks for joining us. You're our last guest for Series 4 of the Student Sessions. What an honour. Aye, saving the best for last. Indeed. Indeed we have. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. We know that you're busy, Ben. That's absolutely fine. So today's focus is all about the journey of how we can process grief. Um, Ben will be talking about his sort of lived experiences um, with this and will be describing his own story in dealing with the pressures of university while also grieving. Um, But before we start, Ben, uh, it'd be great for our listeners for you to kind of just give a little introduction to yourself. So I am now 25 since I wrote my bit for the book. Um, I'm still doing my master's um, and I'm pretty much just an all-round nerd that really enjoys film and TV, to be honest. Um, as is, If you know that, you pretty much know me, I'm afraid. That's great. What's, what's your favourite uh, uh, TV series at the moment? TV series at the moment? Um, well, I'm not sure, to be fair. I am... Um, my favourite TV show is a show mm-hmm. called Prison Break. Oh. Even yes. with its downfalls. But yes. <laughs> Tonya seems yeah. like that one, yeah. I agree. First series was great, Ben. Then it yep. kind of, it's like, how many prisons can you break out of? I know. Season one was, it, it, like, season one as a whole is actually some of television's, like, yeah. best stuff. I remember getting a, I think it was like a Daily Mail or something back when I was in year five or six. Oh, my dad did, not me, obviously. Um and there was when they used to do those sort of like DVDs with an episode or two with your paper, it had that, and I watched it, and then I was I was hooked. Yeah, from that point onward, and it remains my favourite TV show to date. Perfect, brilliant. Uh, well, Ben, if it would be uh, now great if you could kind of start by telling us um, a bit of a, the beginning of your of your story or the chap about the chapter that you uh, wrote in the book. Yeah, no, that's fine. I will try condense it as best as possible um so my mum first became ill in 2010 but when i say ill i mean terminally ill um so for me that was at the point of my gcses um and she slowly started to slowly in my head but quite quickly within the two years started to decline like around the 2010 she could walk and do things and by the time of her death she was bedridden and could no longer like move her arms and legs really or couldn't really swallow that well um, and then she passed away four days before my a-level exams um, i had to postpone one of them for a little bit but i just i trotted on i did my a-level exams and then i had to go straight from caring from mum to straight to caring to dad and i postponed my university thing for the conventional time when someone would go um, and then i looked after dad for two years whilst attending college and working and then um when i felt dad was kind of well enough for me to leave i went to 
university and um, dealt with things as best as possible. Mm. Um, we were sort of food bank poor. He still wasn't very well. He started to take a, a physical decline rather than a, a mental decline. Um, and then unfortunately, when I came back during the Easter holidays, he passed away. Um, mm. And then I had to sort of deal with that and both types of grief for the remainder of my first year and then my second and third year. Thank you for um, sharing that with us, Ben. That must have been so hard to lose both parents in such a short period of time, but also at such, you know, such a, a time in your life when, you know, you were going through such a period of adjustment yourself. Can you tell us a little bit, if you're comfortable, about kind of the sort of emotions that you went through at, at that time? Specifically to mum or dad, sorry. Well, once your dad passed away and you kind of, I guess, had that emotion of losing both parents, kind of how how did you get yourself through the other side, I guess? A bit poorly, I won't lie. It, it was definitely thanks to my wonderful girlfriend, who still is my girlfriend and her family. They helped me eaps and bounds. Um, it, it was quite weird because after losing mum, there there's a fair few people, not not many, but... I still felt like I fit into a group like some people have lost a parent and whatnot but suddenly losing the the last one put me into a whole sort of different group there aren't many people that have lost both their parents you know and whatnot um you know like my girlfriend's parents she still they still have both their grandparents or their mum and dad and you know they're sort of 80 which I you know I sadly don't get to experience anymore but no, it was definitely, it's, it still is difficult now. It's something that unfortunately won't get wholly better. It'll just, you'll be able to deal with it a bit better. Like um, I have a, a quite a difficult time when it comes to March or February till the sort of middle of May, because within that period, I have both parents' birthdays, both parents' death anniversaries, and then mum and father's day. So it's quite like a, a rocky few months but this year was a, a little bit better sometimes it can be okay sometimes I'll just kind of forget about the day and suddenly I'll remember and then waves of emotion sort of come but so as Tonya said thanks for you know for, for sharing that and I, th I think you know the reason why we sort of do this podcast is, is for people who have sort of similar experiences like yourself and, and kind of get to relate to that and kind of hear that you know there is a, a way out on, on the other side, but kind of rewinding the clock a little bit and, and your sort of experiences with university, um, you know, can you just describe your sort of first year and, you know, what did you study and, and how, how was that? So I was doing film and television studies. And to be honest, my first year was up until the passing of dad, it was, it was really good. Because um, mm -hmm. during my GCSEs and A-levels, I missed a heck of a lot. Um, mm -hmm. In my A-levels, my attendance for both year 12 and 13 combined was 9%. I really missed out a lot and the friends section was lacking a bit just because a lot of them didn't understand. A lot of them couldn't really deal with everything that was happening within my life. For them, it was a bit too much. But university was a whole bunch of people. Um, I let some people know, then others just kind of found out within my sort of like groups and things, which was fine. I don't, I'm happy for people to know. I feel like it helps me and them understand me a bit more um and yeah um i was just enjoying it i was attending a lot more which like helped being surrounded by 
at the time a lot of good friends was really helpful for me um I kind of, I tried to like reinvent myself a little bit but then like all kind of took a, a bit of a an abrupt after dad passed and I think you in your chapter you talk about taking a, a break from university when that happened how was it kind of coming back to university and sort of readjusting to that lifestyle um it was only a break in sort of it was the Easter holidays. I mm-hmm. sort of, I did then just return. I didn't interrupt or anything because I felt, for me, e- even now, I feel like if I stop, things will just build up for me. Although that may seem like a negative, eventually I will. But, at the, you know, with my situation at the moment, I don't have a lot of leeway to take time for myself to try and heal. Like if I was to suddenly stop working, there is going to be no miracle person that pays my bills no matter how ill I am and whatnot, mentally and physically, but um, I've almost forgot the question. It's about, uh, you know, how, how was it going back into university oh, after yes, everything yes, happened? Yes. Um, I mean, it was definitely different. Um, I do feel not just the university, but a lot of student-based establishments really do need to up their game when it comes to things like grief and things um because it's all well and good getting someone to say like oh sorry about your loss and whatnot but I had no end of problems when it came to extensions and things to just some of my course mates not understanding when it came to like group work and things and suddenly when I returned although however sad it is like I'm not really friends with any of those people I'm I was friends with in first year they all kind of fell off and didn't really either know what to do or what to say to me really um and I kind of dropped off the map a little bit um and wasn't doing overly well other than spending time with Maddie um which is my partner I don't know if I'm allowed to say her name but if not my girlfriend um and I basically just like stuck myself with her a lot of the times and just tried to get by really you... so difficult but yeah it sounds like it was difficult, but you know, you've been been through a lot, yet you do sound super confident and very sure of yourself. Um, you know, is that something that you've kind of learned to do and be, or is it kind of something that's come naturally to you? Um, to me, I am definitely not confident. I think it's just because I've had to explain it so much because a mm. lot of people don't understand, or for me, so. I'll use an example. I won't go into too much detail with it because it can be a bit triggering. But for example, if I was to tell someone that I'd lost dad compared to I found dad compared to I found dad with a lot of things going on. I can't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say really. Those are three different things that someone thinks about for each different thing. And telling a tutor oh, I lost dad is not the same as how what actually happened with him. And to try and explain that to a tutor to then get moaned at because I didn't warn them or they found that upsetting is quite a hard pill to swallow, especially as I'm the one that's dealing with it. I'm just trying to let them know that, you know, I'm currently going through this. If I'm a bit AWOL or don't appear or don't reply, I've got a lot on my plate, probably much more than most of the people on this course sort of thing. Um, so I'm for me, I, I'm not a confident person. I'm, I'm riddled with anxiety, but the only thing I can toot my horn about is that I feel like I'm quite resilient. Um, you know, I'm still here now. I've definitely had a lot of dark thoughts and a lot of 
a lot of problems still even there, but I'm still here and praying that that light at the end of the tunnel somehow appears. But, you know, unfortunately, life isn't always, you know, roses and fairies and things. Well, we appreciate you kind of sharing some of the detail around that, Ben, and also the fact that you haven't gone into a lot of detail. Um, for anyone listening, um, do feel free to kind of um, buy and have a read of the book and read more about Ben's um, journey and his story, um, which um, for various reasons we can't share fully as part of this episode. Um, but Ben, you have done something incredible and you have shared your story, as I've said, as part of you know the, the book, The Truth Behind the Filter, to really help kind of you know, reassure others that may be going through a similar situation. Before we hear a bit about your story and you read your chapter, tell us why you decided, Ben, that now was the time that you were going to do this. Well, along alongside the company contacting the university, the person that I see who has helped me a fair bit with just sort of dealing with, you know, that transition period from trying to get into work or helping me with that environment, she thought I'd be a good fit for it. I have also for a long while wanted to sort of like speak out a bit as like I mentioned earlier, or if it's been edited out, like I didn't mention earlier. Um, I feel like universities, like the student wellbeing is great. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure lots of other universities and establishments, that type of thing is great, but sometimes only getting a drop-in session where for someone like me, the magnitude of what's gone on that my 15 minutes is taken up just by explaining like sometimes and especially with grief I have found things just aren't where they're supposed to be really I think things need to be stepped up a bit if I go to my tutor maybe to potentially vent but just to sort of like this is all the crap that's essentially going on I'm stuck with you know even academic parts you know I don't want that person to then suddenly go, well, this isn't really my expertise, you know, go see student wellbeing. That, that, that's, that's not why. If I've confided in you with that, especially if you're my personal tutor, you're the person who I, I'm supposed to come see, you know. Um, I think it, it was definitely very soul-crushing for me as in first year that, like, when I first met my personal tutor, he was like, you've got any problems, you come to me. And I took that very literally. Um, and then I didn't really see my personal tutor even after it was changed really unless it was like a you know then you need to go see a personal tutor as there's concerns um because throughout my entire university experience i to put it lightly i was pretty much i was pretty much drowning you know i was a a 22 year old in my second year of university you know the year when it starts to count i just had to buy a house at such a young age you know as many potentially older listeners will understand, owning a house is very stressful. Lots of things can go wrong. And then suddenly you're required to then pay for those problems. There isn't going to be the, you contact your accommodation and someone will fix it. And plus with that, I was having to work, you know, 20 to 30 hours. And this transitioned into third year as well. I was working 30 hours whilst in my final year. And the university didn't really understand really and it was quite sad my options were to interrupt and come back when I didn't need to work which that's never not going to be the case I also got told to sell my house which 
as again potential listeners may know it's very very stressful and hard to sell a house as well as suddenly coming up with the enormous amounts of money that can come from putting a house on sale um but a lot of my tutors didn't really seem to understand either which was quite sad so for me i just feel that i want people to know that even if it's not on the same magnitude you know a lot of places still won't understand and it's important to know you may be lucky you might find people that do you might have really good student well-being experiences at your establishment or university in which you know that's a hundred percent great but it's just to let people know that people do struggle even with the facilities that are there to try and help and it sucks to say but it's okay to struggle it's okay to not be well you know thankfully for film and tv for me that's my way to escape you know if i can suddenly you know i remember a time when 13 reasons why first came out and i had no idea what it was about at the time and i remember just sticking it on and then suddenly it was the early morning and i'd finished it and i hadn't really thought about anything for a while i'd been completely engrossed in this tv show and for me that's one of the magical things with film and tv let alone being able to speak to people so whatever it is finding something to escape you know is a really good thing like to do with grief specifically after dad i had to sort of make a list of things to you know make sure i ate three meals a day no matter how big or small they were you know go out for a little sort of you know if i only make it up the up the hill or something and back down which is it's only like a five minute walk so even if it's only a small walk that's fine you know because i was dealing with like um struggling leaving the house and whatnot and then you know sort of watch one film a day it was about trying to find like a routine and things um but yeah sorry i've rambled on for a bit oh absolutely fine ben i mean we are delighted that you chose to go ahead and get involved in this project um and you're going to share with us an excerpt from your chapter so if you want to go ahead and read that for our listeners that would be brilliant so i will choose to read the final bit because it's more of a almost a, a wrap of wrap up of it and it doesn't really overly spoil too much of the, the more details within the chapter so i'll read the last paragraph and i'll try to read well so what i want people to take away from reading this is that i am still here today i am fighting this means that others can make it to this point i cannot give a crazy amount of detail as to how i made it here other than my, my fantastic girlfriend and her family that have supported me finding good friends is very important I did not have that at the time, but have some good ones now, and they certainly help. Try to find a hobby that you can do, whether it's just playing a video game or reading a book. Take time for yourself. We're all just people trying to do our best and get through life. As it says in the Bible, love, love your neighbor as yourself. I hope one day to be able to help those with the knowledge that I have learned from this trying time. I want to help others who feel misunderstood and need guidance. I want to help them. Uh, I want to give them the knowledge I have learned through hardship. For me, that's essentially the point in my chapter. I want to, you know, there have been friends or even short friends who have asked certain things or been struggling. And with the knowledge that I have gained through my hardship, I've been able to help them in a way that the university doesn't help, if that makes sense. And I think it's really important for others to know that, you know, we're just people. If you, 
you know, if you're going through a trying time, even if it's not related to grief, if you don't shower or bathe for a few days and, you know, your room's a mess, it, it doesn't matter. You'll get that. You'll get that sort of, excuse the click, you know, the you'll get that sort of bit where you suddenly are like, right, I need to get my, my stuff sorted. You know, you'll go for that shower, you'll tidy your room. And even if a month later it's back to that sort of same thing, it's fine. You know, you'll pick yourself up, even if it's to crumble again. The, I, on, on myself, I have a tattoo, which is in Japanese, that is that says fall down seven times, stand up eight. And I think that that's a, a lifestyle I go by, really, is to keep picking yourself back up even when you've kind of crumbled. That's a great little uh, motto there, I think, for everyone. Um, and a great little kind of message for, for, for to put out there for everyone. And thank you so much for sharing that bit of your chapter. Um, and like we said before, please do sort of, if you want, uh, read all of Ben's chapter in the book. Um, but, you know, how has it been with the, with the response to the book? How, and how has it been to kind of think that your your name is on a book in a in a bookshops and online it is it's very exciting um mm. i am quite pessimistic so to me it's still very exciting but you know it still has that i'd like to try and achieve more almost mm. i now feel like i've managed to get that first stepping stone but i have that worry is is this enough i feel like my masters and things i've spoke to a few people and I might be able to do some form of volunteer or freelance writing for them. So I'm hoping that's going to add to essentially writing for the book. Yeah, definitely. Potentially somehow get my thumb into other things, really. Because um, without um, my lady at the careers thing and this company, I'd have had no idea that something mm. like this was possible. It was very nice to give it to my girlfriend's parents and to like, pass on the bookmarks and things to people because my partner's family are very big readers and friends are very big readers as well so oh great it sounds it's, it's amazing flag. yeah it's, it's amazing that you're I mean saying it's not you know are you doing enough I think like you said it's a stepping stone you know it's you know it's not over yet you've just got so much more to 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 do um so it's great that you're already kind of seeking out new sort of opportunities it's fantastic that you've been able to kind of take this really hard time in your life and kind of really put something positive out into the world i think it's fantastic um, yeah what a, like a really poignant and positive way to finish series mm. four i know hi we have saved a pretty fantastic special person to last then <laughs> You need oh, to you know, it's, it's, it's like I, it's like I, it's like I told you the the best tool. <laughs> well, no. Not to be diplomatic, and we can't have favourites, but you've you've certainly been up there, you know, in terms of greatness. Um, we, for one, are very proud of you, and we hope you're proud of yourself as well and what you've achieved. It's been brilliant working with you. It's been great having you as an author, but also as a guest on the uh, podcast series. And we're looking forward to seeing where your journey takes you. We'll be stalking you. <laughs> I, I also look forward to it. And I am very appreciative of everything that you've done for me. It was quite eye-opening to be able to write freely without having to worry about referencing. I won't lie. And that's something with the potential freelance website writing I think I'll be able to do as well so it's well we wish you the best of luck with it Ben 
right, and good luck with the series five if there is a series five there may well be <laughs> thank you so much ben it's been an absolute joy having you on um and and you know joining us on the student sessions um and and thank you so much for our listeners for for joining in and listening to this story and for listening to all of the stories on series four um and until next time uh see you soon bye everyone bye If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on socials. Just search TG Consulting on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Covering an incredibly diverse variety of themes from mental health to discrimination, imposter syndrome to student parenthood, The Truth Behind the Filter offers 50 unique and inspirational stories detailing the various barriers our authors have overcome. You can find it in WH Smith, Waterstones and other great bookstores worldwide. You can also find it online at these places and on Amazon. Just search The Truth Behind the Filter to feel inspired now.